phone. I, I was setting up a, uh, a haircut appointment. Why, every time we're doing this, you're setting some kind of... Can you just I feel the not be setting something? You're feel, always pissed off at me. I feel the most... talking about my work. In the podcast. We're not doing a podcast. This is the podcast. No, we're doing it right now. This, this is, is it. it. This is it. We're this, is, this is the podcast. Started. Okay, hi everybody. Um, so, uh, this is two thumbs undecided. This is um, you got a little sample of my life. That is correct. I I did set up a hair appointment. Uh, I'm Zach Ferguson, by the way. Um, something fun about my life is I uh, <laughs> I have really long hair and I have a beard uh, because I just you don't have really long hair. Look at this. I don't have ridiculously long hair. All right, all right, I audience. Have... Let me describe this to you. I Actually, should, it I'll, is. I'll take a photo. That is longer. But let me for because I usually typical. I always usually wear I always wear a wow. hat because it's just so un. Undone. Wait, that's not good. What wearing a hat? Yeah, that makes you bald. That's what people always told me. That is what people told me too. So I hope I don't go bald. Um. But we'll see. We'll see what happens when I get a haircut. The one thing that I'm always afraid of. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna stop this conversation. No one wants to hear too much about my hair. Anyways, I'm getting a haircut. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna try not to wear a hat so I don't go bald. All right, because I've said this on this podcast before, but my hair is all Radio I show. got. Yes, that's true, Zach. The one thing to know about Zach is oh, that's all I hair. Have. This is the only thing that defines Zach is his hair. My wife left me. Um, I don't have any kids. Uh, I have a $30,000 library fine. My job every single day um, at this at this, uh, at this factory that I now work in due to the pandemic, they say to me, Zach, we hate you and I hope we fire you. And I go. They say, <laughs> yes. This it's this Your it's this packaging. Says, we hope that we can fire you. Yeah, and you know what? The funny thing is, is this uh, what I do is I package pink slips. So every single day, I see examples of how people are getting fired. So I I package it and then I send it off. Um, and sometimes I actually have to go and deliver. The the pink slip to the person. Oh wow! But it's it's. Do they know if they get the pink slip? Do they know that that's what's going to happen? That they're getting fired? Like is that is that that, I don't know what pink slips are. A pink slip. Yeah, that's the uh, that's that means you're getting fired. Yeah, if you get it, like oh honey, I got a pink slip. Oh okay, looks like we're unemployed. Um, (laughs) Yeah, my life, by the way, everybody is basically up in the air, but in a pandemic. And I don't get reimbursed for my <laughs> airline. Ticket. Oh, you mean the? I have to pay for yeah. The air, that because that's. Have you ever seen I that movie? I have to say yes, I've seen it. That is the one take. Well, the two takeaways. I don't really remember. That's just. It feels like up in the air was such. He's safe. It's time. I know. I was rewatching it recently. It was. Well, I was watching it recently, and I don't understand how that was nominated for a best picture. Yeah. What was that? That was probably like late 2000s, early 2010s. I believe like 2009 was... Uh, well, because I think it was made as a direct response to the recession. Because it was really? like about, you know, so many people... Well, not as direct, but... Yeah, 2009. It was about firing. It was about firing, you know, they like went around firing people. 
and there was just you know 2008 like so many people were getting laid off because of the recession so i think it it had to do with that kind of not obviously people are still getting fired and we're not in a great economic situation but um not at the moment it it was i mean there's other things um, we're not doing great it was nominated for six oscars up in the air can you believe that and now I I think well, it's that's a, a, that that's I, that leads to a good well, go ahead. I think it's a fine movie. By the way, I never finished it. Does George Clooney get fired? George that, Clooney does not get fired. Oh, really? The one thing I because I thought it's that a stup- I, I remember the ending wasn't good because the the whole time I'm I'm I know that uh, Anna Kendrick is like his uh, yeah. mentee, and the whole time yeah. I'm like, oh, I get it. The company is sending her. To, like along with George Clooney, oh, maybe maybe she does. She does. That just seems actually. like the obvious choice of like, oh, we're actually just, sending the agent of your doom with you. I my biggest takeaway from that movie was it introduced me to Air Miles <laughs> and the the benefits of having Miles. Oh, do you do it? He, have you have you done it? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, if you're introduced to something, you usually you know, oh, take I mean, advantage of it. It it was more just I just never knew that you could get miles and like my I didn't know what miles were or like what they how they mattered. But there's a scene where George Clooney gets the a certain amount of miles that now he can f- fly for free anywhere, and like people in the plane like clap for him. <laughs> really, <laughs> and it's like this really funny scene because it's just like wow I would give no cares if like some business person got unlimited miles or whatever it's just funny um but yes but that so you mentioned six oscars and you're confused why that brings us to uh a little bit of news we have started proper um our campaign for the myers award for the 2021 myers award oh yeah and uh we this year are in direct direct competition we're looking right at you cos the oscars um where we expect we're not hoping we expect to have more listeners for the 2020 myers than people watching the oscars the Os- the oscars have been around for almost 100 years now i think they need to end i think uh, i think there's a new wave coming and I think it's us. Um, so um, if you see on our social media, which yeah. Zach is now in charge of, I have given, Hi. I have given uh, him full the, reign. The, the 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 full reign. It's so because if he says uh, something weird. It's not yeah. me, it's Zach. It's because uh, apparently I've not apparently I have failed to email anybody. No, it wasn't because of that. It was because uh-huh. I. Just hate social media. I really do not like social media. I and like it. I, I, you know, I like to be authentic to our audience. Um, I didn't have a great week, and mentally, so social media was making it worse. So I am like, I'm just gonna get off social media for a while and see how long I can be off social media. And I think it would be probably be for a while because really. This show is the only reason I was still on. Really, you I had a just reason go on Twitter to, on. to just go. Hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'd say for me, it's like eighty percent of the time, it 
makes it doesn't I feel nothing afterwards. Like I feel emptier. Um Yeesh. and then and then the other twenty percent of the time it's like, oh that was actually kind of interesting. Like I I don't know. Someone yeah, said you, something you, funnier. You may not like my uh, I have designed the two thumbs undecided Twitter as basically my own and it's basically just now art and uh, right now, currently, um, they released a Gen Five of uh, like some My Little Pony thing. So, it <laughs> oh my dill, my yeah, feed, I actually my saw that when looking at of... film news. <laughs> my feed is right now just. Do not... you still watch My Little? You still into that? No, I mean I'm. I don't watch. I, I watched it when I was on, but I don't watch. I don't go back to it. So no, but I like okay. I like some of the art that people are doing. Of it, and to tell you the truth, uh, this new one I do not like because I do not like 3D. I don't like 3D look of things. Yeah, I mean everyone's kind of doing that. We have the new Studio Ghibli movie, uh, to when that came out on HBO Max. Um, I'm a 2D dude. That's why I love all the art that I see on on here because it's all 2D and um, digital uh, arts. It's just it's fun to see, but then yeah. then it gets bogged down by people just complaining and the critics that I see. It's like, come on, baby, stop it, stop it. You know, I do have some film news. Okay, um, do it. What's some film news? So it's something fun. Uh, George Romero's lost film. Uh, apparently, not apparently, but they found some lost film that George Romero did in like the mm-hmm. 1970s called the amusement park and it's coming to shutter which is the horror uh channel basically mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool i don't know why like where how they found it was it in a vault or something it's probably just in someone's uh closet in their under their bed it's crazy how some people you know with all the film used to be tangible you would just stash it in your closet or something now it's i mean films kind of anything gets lost very quickly because once you forget about it it could be easily deleted off of a site and then you have nothing um nothing at all nothing at all nothing at all um so that was my film news Oh, by the way, My if, film, oh. if if you people out there are wondering, like, why are, why are they slightly like whispering? Because um, I do get that feel for this episode. It's because we're doing this kind of early, and uh, I kind of my next door neighbor is still asleep, so that's why I'm really. That's why I'm slightly, yeah. See, yeah, I mean, it was here. a it was a Friday the day before, so people were definitely out jazzing it up. Mm-hmm. How late were you up last night? Twelve o'clock, baby. I had a. Uh, good... I was up until one thirty for some reason. I had a good night's sleep. I mean, I did have a so, bottle of wine. <laughs> here's my film news, but it's not really news. It's just dumb. Hit it. It's something that I have. I finished a book <gasps> yesterday. Sam's a reader, everyone. Um, I'm a big reader. I'm really into reading books about movies, and especially because of Christmas. They, um, they, as in my family, got me a bunch of books about movies. And one of them I finished last night. It was called Five Came Back. And it's about 
um, the and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, mm-hmm. uh, but it's by this writer Mark Harris who did uh, Picture at a Revolution, and this this is also the we book need to get five that came... guy on the show. Mark that down. Actually, that would be a good idea. I should ask him. Um, anyways, um, ooh, that's not that's not a bad idea. We should reach out to him. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it on our Google um, Drive. But uh, go on. But um, five came back is about films the the five directors that went to world war ii um to shoot the 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 war the world war ii um and it was let me it's stevenson or stevens i forget his first name something stevens george stevens uh, william yes george stevens william wyler uh john ford uh john houston and uh, Capra, Frank Capra. Um, George Stevens, by the way, uh, did uh, um, Giant and Shane. Yes, yeah. What I, what, yeah. What's interesting about George Stevens is I didn't know, he was like the one director who I didn't know before reading the book, not by name. Um, right. Although I also didn't know William Wyler that well. I always get but confused. I also Bill... got confused, yeah, with Bill, Bill Wild, Wilder, Bill Wild, Wild, Wider, Why, uh... <laughs> yeah, Bill Wider. I think his name is um... Bill. Bill Thought, as in <laughs> that hot. Actually, I forget what thought means, but it's something. Sexy. Well, it's it's a word that we're not going to say because uh-huh. of the theme of today. Um, oh. so the little tease. Um, but, uh, but anyways, George Stevens, I, I came away from the book appreciating him the most because George Stevens was the director who really, I mean, captured, uh, much of what we think of like the war in, in, um, Europe. Like he was the one that filmed the, the, um, I, I'm not the like what's the word D-Day. the free f- freeing of Paris uh whenever they came like the the allied troops came into Paris and like freed them from Nazi and officially like so you're talking you know, about like the end of uh what's it World War II life of the German beauty life is beautiful I actually haven't seen that I believe that um, takes place in Paris gay Paris is what they I are. thought it was Italian oh actually you're 100% right yeah Gay, <laughs> gay Italy. Why isn't anybody um, ever saying gay America? They are. They, they <laughs> what are. What are you talking about? Let's go to gay America. Well, I think Maybe gay it... America, not as in happy America, but LGBTQ America. LGBT, that doesn't roll off the tongue. Maybe that's why well, it's I'm like saying gay yeah, Paris. That's, that's probably, but also like gay but they... Italy. When they say gay, gay Africa in that situation. <laughs> also, I don't know what you're referring to anyways. But um That's just the saying. Like people say, ah, okay. oh like ah, gay Paris. So Manifique. back to my back to my book. Um he also but the thing with uh, George Stevens is he filmed all of the um or not all of the, but a lot of the um 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 what is the word? The, the something of not, uh, concentration camp, the liberation, that's the word, liberation. 
you need to read some filled, World War Two uh, books. The liberation of of um, Dachau, um, and he actually recorded. I didn't realize this. He recorded the ta- or the movies. He made the movies that was sent to the Nuremberg trials, and basically was the deciding factor in the Nuremberg trials. Like like his <laughs> movies were the thing that was just like they showed the movies and they were like, I'm, okay, well, I'm you sorry. Guys- I'm just thinking, like, they're at the Nuremberg Trials, and they're just like, ah, these are such good films. Like, not only did these Nazis, like, one of the Nazis are just like, yeah, these are, I like, I, I realize now I'm I'm an asshole. These <laughs> these films are just so beautiful. I love the composure. I I just never saw myself <laughs> like this. Oi, vey. Oi, vey. Sorry. And then he's like, whoops. I'm sorry, man. Oi, Travolts. <laughs> I don't even what know my... <laughs> He's speaking Yiddish. Well, he's one. He's speaking. He's speaking English, <laughs> but in a German accent in Germany. It's like, sir, you're in Germany. You don't need to and do also American. Also speaking Yiddish with like he's, Oy vey. he's also doing a bad German impression. He's like, this movie's got a lot of chutzpah. Sir, are you even um, a Nazi? Like, who? What are you? Like, oh, I just stumbled in here. I've been kicked by a donkey so many times. Oi, no respect. <laughs> Oh my doll. It's Roger Dangerfield's father. <laughs> he stumbled into the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> like, hey, this movie, it's better than my my wife's cooking. She hasn't cooked in five days. Day, day, day. <laughs> That's my impersonation. Anyway. Uh, that was not in the uh movie. Took that out. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend the movie all the, or the book. Although I will say in regards to the um the book it ends with like a big it talks about how like in 46 the two movies that came out that were in like direct competitions with each other was it's a wonderful life and um uh best years of our lives and it was kind of like a competition between frank capra and william wyler about um who about like the future of movies because Frank Capra was arguing that like people are, are going to want to go back to, um, you know, fantasy of like talking about like, uh, like nostalgia for the old days. And it was much more, it was not as, uh, Zach looks confused. Uh, no, it's, it's nothing. Not, okay. Yeah. Um, and then William Wyler's best years of our lives was very prescient and about soldiers returning home. And, uh, the box office, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, bombed and didn't do well at all. Um, and Best Years of Our Lives um, did really well. Won for Best Picture, for Best Director, swept the Oscars. Um, and it's just funny because I'm reading this, you know, as a person from the 21st century. And I'd say It's a Wonderful Life has had a much longer history, as, as is much more well-known uh then best years of our lives um, see that's why and if... i started oh i, was I just... started watching oh. best years of our lives last night oh and oh you started it, is... it. Mm. I, well i got halfway through it is very good but it is also very of its time for a lot of reasons i mean first off because of it's about soldiers returning from war like that is the whole point of the movie um and then also because um, it's uh, 
um it's i mean like i don't know it's like there's just like a lot of women that are just kind of i like used as love interests i don't know i like the movie because one it it kind of i mean it's a i mean you can't get more authentic than uh people who were actually in the war and it's just after the war and yeah. the director was I like you didn't you just say that the guy directed the best year of Zerd of our lives when in the war everybody was in yes. the war like you could get you could either watch the best years of our lives or you can watch um Wonder Woman you know it's it's like which Wait, one do you like it? I'm just saying you have people who actually were in the war being showing the effects of the war literally like a year after the war or you can watch wonder woman which is just a oh. a beautification of world war Two, but yeah. with uh, a goddess woman uh fighting the allies i mean now oh, not world the, war II is just the <laughs> wonder woman is for the axis what the well i um, mean to her you know there if you were a god is or something would you even know the difference between good and like near mortals? good and evil like i mean near depends mor- on what type of i mean obviously wonder woman fought against the nazis because i don't know i don't know how obvious it is i guess not it's um... up to debate <laughs> Uh, Did any of these um, World War II directors uh, hate each other? Like, in yeah. Sense? So it's I mean, oh really? They didn't hate each other. Like, it's like none of them, none of them, especially none of them were like for like they weren't really friends during it. Um, Houston. What's funny is like John Houston was the youngest of them all, and he was like the least interested in the war. And he kind of the movie was kind of like eh, World War uh, Two. Who cares about that? It, it, imagine him being like a hipster about World <laughs> War Two, just like ah, oh, World War Two, it's everywhere. Come on, like can we talk no, I about think that? Was kind of like shoes or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Everyone, yeah, shoes. Everyone else from the war went on to either direct a movie about World War Two or like always said they wanted. Wait, and to who do is it. this? Who is this? I'm looking it up. Who what do you this, mean? Who? Who was the person who who cared nothing about World War Two? John Huston. If he didn't n- care nothing about it, it's just he was the one that didn't make any movies about it afterwards. And oh, also the movie John Huston. This guy the is. Movie, yeah. Let me finish. The movies that he made during the the war were um like filled with reenactments. Like they weren't um they weren't. He wasn't really on the front lines. He was just kind of made a lot of propaganda stuff i'm just whenever um, i hear reenactment i just imagine like um walter cronkite or whoever was the news anchor back then and just like and now like today uh adolf hitler took over paris uh we have some footage here but it's a reenactment jimmy let's cut to that and it's just like <laughs> like a really bad stage uh for like a like almost like a japanese like where it's where the voice is not matching, just like, hello, Hitler, I'm the king of Paris. Hello, I'm Adolf Hitler. Give me your town. No! Yes! And then it just cuts to them, like, running around a room, 
to Benny Hill, like that's not the Benny Hill song, but you know what I mean. It's just like, and that's what we assumed it looked like. Thank you, John Houston. <laughs> also, you know, I mean, hate to be that guy, but uh, Uh-oh. Cronkite was not. I'll be doing... that. Well, I, he was actually. I didn't realize this, but he was like a reporter back then. But it was like for print. Well, you obviously. know, I just assume he was there for all major vo- uh, events. Um, uh, the other guy, um, uh, Edward Murrow, I think was Edward Norton. No, Edward Edward Murrow. He's a he's the guy who uh, blasted McCarthy on his talk mm. show. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyways, I read the book and um, it got me interested. You. It got me interested in um forties movies because I always feel like forties was like a drought of movies. It's like there was just nothing creative. It was all like propaganda you know, kind of stuff. Um, so fun fact, and, uh, just to tell you the movie that John Huston made uh, for his World War II thing. I, yeah. It was The Treasure of the Sierra Mada. Well, that wasn't, the book didn't talk much about that because that was made a few years later. Um, that was his first, uh, actually, hold on. I'm looking in his actor's reel. Never mind. His first movie was The Maltese Falcon. Yes. Oy. Yes. Maltese what a, Falcon. What a great movie to start your career with. He also had a really interesting movie about um, PTSD that he that that was probably P- his best. PTS Anderson. Yes, PT Anderson. Um, oh, PTSD. Okay, never mind. He did, but it was this was World War Two, so they weren't calling it uh, PTSD yet. It was called I forget, but it they was were, they were very... probably calling it the Wimps Disease. They weren't very uh, 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 what is it nice about. Uh, mental issues no i mean they were like um they they were trying to make this movie because it was they were trying to get businesses to realize or to like try to hire um people who are coming back from the war um but yeah i mean they didn't they didn't want to talk about like the long-term effects of ptsd they wanted to be like okay you just get over this at some point and if you if you didn't, then that's your problem. Um, but it was it was really interesting because it was like they didn't even really have a name for this yet. Um, and he like went into a psych ward and like just interviewed a bunch of people. And it was like a documentary. Um, but um, yeah, hmm. good book. Good All book. Right. I'll read it. Though I still have to. Uh, I'm still I'm still reading my book. I, I really want to. Which is also a Mark Harris book, I just realized. It's Pictures at a Revolution. Wait, I gave you a book. Did you finish the book I gave you? Oh, about um, that one woman? No, Devil's Candy. Oh, Devil's Candy. Uh, No, but that, I like, I go between those two, uh, Boobaloo. It's Devil's Candy and Pictures at the Revolution. But Pictures at a Revolution, I think you all, no, I bought that myself. I, I just, I really love to see that, that year that like, to me, and this is definitely some person, if this was on Twitter, would roll their eyes way in the back of their head. The Os- the biggest Oscars both had uh, 2000, I mean, had sevens. Oh, never mind. Wait, yeah, had sevens in their name. You had two, uh, 1967, and then you had 2000, I mean, 2007. Where, like, two. Wait, what's up with 2007? 
2000. I mean, it wasn't as big as a, a, a like, it wasn't such it wasn't a, a time you could write a book about. But 2007 had, in my opinion, like the best. Like it was a true challenge because you had, you know, your there will be bloods and your no country oh, for I old men. That. I also remember 2017. Huh? I think was the moonlight was the moonlight debacle. Uh, debacle. So I mean, you might be onto something that the sevens are always always the something going on. Um, mm. So, anyways, I guess we should probably get to the topic at this point. Um, cursing, cursing. So today we're talking about cursing, um, and in movies, and um, a lot of this stuff. I mean, you can kind of go back and listen to our censorship episode, um, which dives a little bit more into the history of this i think this will be a little bit more of a free-form conversation between zach and i um but which is what I you give... people really like don't you yes uh well comment below um but um oh by the way it wasn't get... 2007 that was the year for the oscars that i was talking about it's 2008 okay so you're you're Theory doesn't hold yeah, up at all. It just ruined everything. Um, so 2000, or what are we talking about? Swearing. Yeah. So a little bit of history with the swearing. Um, well, okay. <laughs> so I, I did a little bit of research for this. And what was so annoying about this research is there was two results that showed up for when you just type in like history of swearing in films. And it like would go on for page and pages of pages. One was the new show with Nicolas Cage about swearing, the history of swearing. And it was just the history of swearing in general, which is on Netflix. Um, and it's fine. Have you seen the show? No. Um, All right. I know that one of the, um, the side host was on a recent episode of Comedy Bang Bang. And uh, I think her name was London or something, and I was not a fan. She she was not. What you didn't like her? I well, did you listen to that episode? Yeah, she was fine. I I just she she just seemed excited. Excited. I don't know. She seemed more aggressive to her, and it, oh it didn't seem it didn't Zach. seem it didn't seem fun. Aggressive. It just felt she like, didn't seem aggressive at all. all was right. it just because she was a woman? No, it was not that. I don't know. Because there's been several women and women of color on that show. But, um, and, and I loved them all. I thought all. she was fine. I just, you know, I was not a fan of all her. Right. Um, also, she kept, uh, I felt like she kept uh, negating some of the yes ands that were going on. Well, they were different kind of comedians. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm happy she has a career. She doesn't seem like a jerk. So, yes, she seemed nice. Anyways. So there was that, and then this this is me calling out IndieWire, Screen Rant, uh, all all there was even Film School Rejects. All of these things had an, an article that came out in two thousand around two thousand sixteen about the history of swearing in film, and they do this where a video essay comes out that gets very big, and then film journals are like, let's publish an article about this this film about this film um essay and just basically it's just a link to the film essay and us very briefly describing the essay 
Uh, Sounds smart. And then, but what's annoying, there's no video. Like, the, the person deleted the video. So all of these all of these links leads just talks about like this essay will teach you everything you need to know about film history or the, the, um, about, um, history of swearing and film. It'll teach you everything. All right, here it is. And then it's just no video. And I'm sure they linked to the same video because there was like all of these things. So anyways, I'm doing a service because I went through and tried to find as much history as possible but most people, I think, would probably stop dead in, dead in their tracks and be like, I guess, you know, the history of swearing in films is done. Um, so what uh, it, it has to definitely because you have to agree, Sam, you, you have to agree with me. You couldn't just randomly place. And by the way, there's going to be now a lot of swearing from this day forth. So people who have commented on swearing avert your ears now. But you you, you didn't hear the, the casual um the casual book in, say, a, a John Hughes movie. Not John Hughes, the guy who's Howard Hughes. Whoa, what is going on? Are you falling down a case of stairs? No, sorry. I was just oh, plugging in. Oh, yeah. Sam and I jack into the internet for this so we can... Also, sorry, I have to go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, my goodness. You... Do, do I need to stop recording, or is this part no, of the No, no, keep recording. No, 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 I oh, just have to... Oh, if you want, I mean... Okay, okay. So, you know, Sam, a few episodes ago, complained and probably made fun of me when I went downstairs to get a copy from my father, who is... He, not, well, he wants nothing else but to see his boy. So Sam is doing the exact same thing, but just to go to the bathroom, which, by the way, people, he went to the bathroom right before this show. So I don't know what's going on with him. He's only 25, I think, <laughs> or 24, and he's already got this, you know, the bladder of a 85-year-old goat <laughs> who, as we know, have very, 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 very non-existing bladders. Anyway, I guess this is the Zachary Show 2.5. Um, and you know, I I I think cursing in a movie or show. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna save. Sorry, everybody. I need to save this for Sam because actually, I have strong opinions about cursing in films and in movies. See, whenever you hear me do that, where it's like mm, like movies or TV show. It's me trying not to say um or uh. Because everybody, I had to edit a podcast the other day for work. And you do not believe how many times a person does ums or oohs. Okay, he's back. No, I, I was um, just stating the obvious. That you have a small bladder. Like an 85-year-old <laughs> goat. I do have a small bladder. Uh, I also had a lot of Mexican last night, and I think that has uh, uh, screwed up my um, explosive diarrhea. Bowels. Yes. So wow. here's a little bit of. So here's a little. Not really. So, uh, so that video, um, you guys should delete the article because it is very misleading, especially for me trying to do research on this. Um, also, so the movie. Hey, so by the, you know what I just thought of real quick. Uh, everybody continues 
continue to not be a fan of us so we can just blast all the film articles and critics. Honestly, no. I want I want to do this. Because I, I realize they, the moment we I become be popular, authentic. I'm just saying, like, the moment we become popular and get actual funding, that's when we have to start curtailing to all these. No, we don't. Okay, I'm just saying. I hope I hope you're right. I hope that the, when we ever I mean, we hit this even is what, a sense of popularity, what? Who? Howard 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 Shore, the guy who wrote the name? music Shore, no. to Lord of the Rings. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. <laughs> Howard Stern. Howard Stern um, made his whole career off of blasting people, like that was what defined him, you know. So it's like I'm I'm going to be authentic, no matter what. Okay. So let's mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little bit about swearing. So there's a lot of pe- places that there's a lot of people who have the right it seems to like the most swear words and it feels like now so many movies have come out that has now reached like the most f bombs in a movie. Um but I th- the title right now goes to um Wolf on Wall Street that is now nice. has the most swears. Let me pull up the article if it still is up it is not up because i am um, deleted out of it you know it's, but it has uh, a lot of swear words you want to hear something morbid is um they <laughs> this actually is going to get really dark i just want to tell you for a joke um they um for old old people who are in their like 80s 90s and they want to you know they want to assist like they want to pass on like peacefully is they'll take really really old frail old people who aren't used to swearing and they'll act they would actually they'll set up a viewing of Wolf of Wall Street and that's how they'll they'll pass on old people because they're so <laughs> disgusted by the language they're like okay Wait, everybody what do you mean they would pass on old people well i mean so y- you know how uh, old people are uh, v- uh, v- uh, sometimes more um, susceptible to crude language or, or sex, um, uh-huh. and like so much that they'll faint or die of it, die of of ash- being ashamed. That's what they'll do. They'll set up a viewing of Wolf of Wall Street as kind of a way to uh, ease into passing on. Yeah, it's like in uh, Soylent Green. Whenever they have exactly, it's the, it's, it's the whenever. Big well, let screen. me finish. What Zach? You oh. keep interrupting me. <sighs> All right, it's yeah in 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 uh, Soylent Green, whenever they have the old people like watch a movie as they die, mm-hmm. the the new modern version of that is Wolf on Wall Street. They'll just throw it on because they they don't expect it. They're like, all right, everybody, you're going to die of being uh, being ashamed <laughs> it. of it, and they're like, okay, I've seen <laughs> World War Two, I can take it, and then. The, that first scene where Leonardo is snorting cocaine. Like, wait a second. Is that a butthole he's snorting cocaine out of? Oh, dear. Johnny, it's I'm also- coming. <laughs> All right. That's our first one who's dead. Who's next? I could take it. Holy smokes. It's Jonah Hill. <laughs> it's Jonah Hill smoking crack. Oh, no. <laughs> it's also like the ending of... um. Me or on the dying girl, where she watches that film oh, and she dies, dies. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's just 
I want actually I want to like redo all of this stuff. It's like the people watching stuff as they die and just put Wolf on Wall Street on it. Uh, Anyways, talking about Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill is the person with the most f bombs in any movie. Did you know that, Zach? I did not know that. You know, that is that's fun, fun fact. Yes, he has the most f bombs because of Wolf on Wall Street. I'm gonna tweet that right um, now. Um, but I also learned that off of the history of f of uh, swear words. Oh, um, then never mind. I thought, okay, yeah, I'm not don't do that. Posting it. Um, so swearing. If you listen to our censorship episode, we talked all about censorship, and there's this little thing called Hayes Code, um, which was established in 1934. Um, but before the Hayes Code, they had a list of don't and be carefuls, uh, which were pre-code, and it started in 1927, and it was just much more loose. Um, but essentially, here's some of the things. Um, so 1927, it says no movies should have pointed profanity by either title or lip. This includes the word God, Lord, Jesus, Christ, unless they be used reverently in connection with proper religious ceremonies. Hell, damn, and they even have guad, like the slang, I guess, for God. Wait, what? Guad. 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 Like oh, G-E-W-D, guad? No, it's it's G-A-W-D. Oh, guad. I always wondered how to spell guad. that. Guad. Um, and continuing on, on, and every other profane and vulgar expression, however it may be spelled. Um, so you could say Buddha. Right? Sure. What's also interesting is one of the lists is you can't have white slavery. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this well, was black slavery. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a few other things. <laughs> no ridicule of the clergy. Uh, I mean, here's a good one. No children's sex or- organs. That's oh. that's actually a good I mean, one. I guess, yeah. Hey. Um. So, anyways, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it like once the code started, like there was no, there was no swearing. You couldn't swear really until the iconic movie Gone with the Wind, which has oh. the line, "Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." Spoilers, and that um, actually received a fine for what in today's money is eighty five thousand dollars for having that. <laughs> For saying that, for saying "damn," oh, um, smokes. And from then on, it became that you couldn't, you could still couldn't swear, but you could swear if you were reading it from a book. That was the the evolution. <laughs> if you were le- reading it in literature, you could swear, but not uh, like the f word. Uh, it had to be, it had to be like "damn" or like we're talking about the bottom of the barrel swearing, of like using the lord's name in vain of like Like, saying damn of mm. stuff like that and it wasn't until the 60s really that our idea of swearing naturally in movies came about and it started actually in the uk um in the movie ulysses and (laughs) i actually like the name of this movie i'll never forget what's his name (laughs) is the title of the movie i'll never Um, forget what's his name that's the movie yeah, but it's like slang is like his name. 
like it's it's like it's not his name it's his name uh anyways this came out in 1967 and had the word fuck in it and since then I oh mean, with oliver reese and orson wills yeah and then since then it's been spreading in america because of the war like war revolts using the using fuck when like during their chants or their their not yeah their chants or whatever and um there's actually a supreme court ruling saying that you have the first amendment right to swear you know um and that kind of opened the floodgates in america robert altman in mash uh kind of kicked open the doors and that used a lot of profanity in 1970 uh jack nicholson in the carnal knowledge uh said the word cunt in 1971 um and then the exorcist like blew the door even wider i mean the exorcist had a lot of profanity um and that was in 72 um and now we're in a state where i mean for me i'm kind of just numbed like i don't I mean, if if someone swears in like My Little Pony or something like that, uh, <laughs> that's different. But, Full circle. I love it. But PG thirteen movies, there's just so much leeway now with swearing. Like The Martian, which came out four years ago or something. I think had, it's um, a several swear words in it, but it was fine because it wasn't used as to insinuate sex. Like now, there's kind of there's so much more leniency with it. Like if you're saying because PG-13 movies, you can only say one supposedly one F word where as our movies, you could say how many you want. Um, And the most PG-13 movie with the most F words is this movie called Gunner Palace, which is a documentary about the Iraq war. And that has 42 F words in it. And the reason why is because uh the the mpa said that if or mpaa said that if you are going to join the army if you're old enough to join the army and you're interested in learning about the army you should be able to you know see this stuff and like hear it um since it was a documentary so that's all i got for swear words um Good thing. Uh, the copy's kicking in. My thing is this. Uh, a lot of swearing. Uh, swearing is used, as we all know, to emphasize or monetize or intensify uh, your wow. your usage of a sentence. Quite the ad. Uh-huh. And uh, the thing that I... The reason why I don't I don't like to swear as much or or put it in my movies when I'm writing is I find swearing is an easy laugh or an easy tickle. So Michael Bay has not perfected, but has stumbled upon the true knowledge of explosions and car crashes and sexy women. Um, No matter what the story is, uh, somebody will watch it. A a large, you know, it's stimulating. It's a stimulus, much like a coffee. It's like a drug. It it does what it needs to do, and it excites you. Uh, there's really no, you know, it it will turn you on no matter what. It, it, you won't really know why, but it will turn you on. And I think that's the same thing with swear, like a swear word. It will. It's like a boop. 
it it hits you. It's like who does it? Who? Well, I mean, it does. It's it's obvious. I mean, obviously, I, it has because there are so many movies and so many comedies that will literally just go, "What the fuck are you looking at?" Or like, "Well, fuck," and then well, laughter abounds. The thing is, so many times I've been in okay. like a theater where they'll just like, "What the fuck." And then everybody. What be are like, you referring <laughs> to? You know, just kind of dumb movies. Ha- the Hangover. Um, are they laughing? Get at into the, the Greek. Fact that they said that kind of. Are the they la- Are they laughing at the fact they said fuck, or are they laughing just because it was a funny delivery? It, well, I mean, in, in a way, you don't have to be too good of a delivery if you even say, like that word. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. And it makes it peppered, like the delivery doesn't have to be even that good. You don't, you don't even know if it is a good delivery because it's surrounded by a fuck. I mean, um, that's I the thing. Really it, think so? Why well, I, I do, I do think so because it, it I know. has worked. It has which worked. Which is why in, we're, which is why we're doing this. And there's uh, you're talking. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. Thank you. I think you're just talking about comedy and I kind of get where you're coming from, but where I see it is what I don't like is when young writers just throw in a bunch of swear words. Don't call them just, young writers. You, we're, we're of this, including ilk. myself and okay. including myself throw in, um, uh, swear words just to, because they just like swearing because it's it, you know it's fun to like it it, it sh- but the thing is is like if you're trying to write about a certain type of person that type of person might swear a lot because that's just i mean a lot of my friends swear a lot of people i know swear it's just kind of a fact of life so if you're trying to be authentic it could seem just as um odd like if you're watching movies from the 40s and things that are defined by the Hays code you're kind of like why is nobody swearing like there's definitely a part of me that is like no one has like people are dying around them like you know you would think that they would someone would say a swear word so there is you know you want to be as authentic to the person as possible like for instance I was I learned that apparently uncut gems is a movie that has like one of the most swear words i didn't even really notice because i was like of course they're swearing why wouldn't they be swearing i don't think it's it's used as a way to be outrageous i think it's just used as a way of like these are characters that swear um no i i agree you know movies there i mean curb your enthusiasm for a, a you know they swear a lot and it does seem uh, normal. It's just there. I think there are some comedies, and maybe it's because the comedy themselves there isn't there isn't any jokes. That's the thing. It's just you're just the joke is there's a situation and you're swearing, and that's what's funny. Yeah. And I've seen that in a lot of like cartoons, a lot of cartoons, a lot of indie cart like stuff that's it's not too profitable, but stuff on YouTube you'll see that has a lot of a lot of hits. But there's not really any punchlines. It's more just people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, you know there isn't any jokes to what we do. We just kind of yell at each other, and 
it's um it's fascinating to people the the energy uh that stimulates the brain just like oh they're getting at each other oh and they're swearing ah oh, this is i remember intriguing i remember you remember it's there Bosnia. was this one thing that we watched when we were kids, it was like sticks. It was like stick figure cartoons, but of Star Wars. Stick figures with cart with Star Wars. What? It oh. was a stick. Fi- it was a cartoon, but it Darn was it. stick figures. But it was they were I... like making fun of Star Wars. Oof! I do not remember. Okay. Star- I remember rejected cartoons. Anyways, by... this stick figure thing. I remember it was like the first time that I saw swearing in a. And kind of like what you're referring to. Oh, you know what? I know what you're talking about. In the sense that, like, they're these cartoons, and then, like, they're these, like, it's a situation, and it's a cartoon or an animation, and they're just like, a guy is, like, sitting at a table eating a pear or something. And then his friend will come into the room and be like, hey, dude, what the fuck are you doing? That's, that's funny. Maybe. Because but it's like, one, was... it's an animation. Two, this animation just said the F word. And that's yeah, funny. so that I get how I don't think that that's could funny. be. No, I mean, but when you're a kid, it's not even funny. It's just like I didn't think it was funny raunchy. as a kid. I didn't think it was. I'm not. I'm saying I didn't think it was funny. I'm saying it is. You're watching something that you know is for adults. So there is definitely. It's not even that it's funny. I think part of it is that it's just. And I'm not saying that I. This makes it better. I'm saying it's You're not part only of the problem. that it, <laughs> not I'm really. not doing, I'm just saying, I think it's not just the fact, like for like YouTube videos, I'm like cartoon YouTube videos, it was definitely like enticing to me as a kid because I didn't think it was funny. I was just like, oh, this is, I shouldn't be watching this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, uh, swearing of any kind, it just didn't, I mean, in a way, I, I feel like we were too safeguarded as children about these swearing things, and that's maybe why I, I don't swear as much, but, um, like I said before, not to just pad this episode, but, uh, I feel some swearing is just, uh, easy, it's an easy out. Just, like, how do I make this seem better? I can't think of anything creative so i'll throw in a a, a f-bomb or but you're mostly talking about comedies right very much so because that's really all i okay. true i mean when it comes to drama yeah if you're if you're in a situation a lot of the times in most i would say 90 percent, maybe 80 percent of humans eh, i'll drop it to 70 you know i'll, I'll give people are... the benefit of the doubt i say 70 percent of people in an intense situation will swear mm-hmm. they'll be like ah what's this shit or ah that thick and i guess uh, my the, problem is you know is stuff when like that. it's it's not a comedy and but they have kids kids swearing because it oh, always seems that's like whenever sh- kids whenever kids are swearing you can tell that they don't normally swear and that they are just excited to like curse because it's just like for for instance i mean she wasn't a kid when she made it but zendaya and um euphoria for some reason she just seems so much like a kid i know she's my age and i guess i'm still yeah she's actually younger than me she but we were both born in 96 
um she it just seems like she's a kid whenever she swears like she's just like fuck like well, it's just like okay here's it, that's another thing maybe it's, it's, it's around such a explosive f maybe it's, it's ba- just like who i'm around I but i really didn't think people swore too much when i was in high school and then when i saw a movie about high school they're like the most <laughs> vulgar people ever well, it just depends. They swear on the pe- all the like, time. Well, I just I, the people in in Euphoria. I think it like what is like when I in high school there was definitely a group of people that swore, but these were the type of people that were doing drugs and like doing stuff like that. In but even them Euphoria, didn't swear it's like all the time. Everyone, no, I I thought they did. Like okay. there was this one time I was on the bus and like these people in the back were swearing. In middle school, we're swearing the whole entire time. And I was like, I thought it was so funny because I was like, why are you saying fuck every like five seconds? I didn't get it. <clears throat> and I thought it was funny. Um, anyways, we're probably actually running out of time. Um, uh, we got about three more minutes. Well, do you have any final thoughts slash movies that you've seen this week? Mm, I um no, I really haven't uh, seen anything. I've been pretty busy with work, but uh, it's actually wrapping up, which is pretty cool. Isn't that pretty cool? I'm wrapping up work. That is pretty cool. I watched um a few things actually. Um, I watched Malcolm in Mari, which is in the Mar yeah Mari, which is the new Zendaya movie. You just love Zendaya, um, don't you? Well, I was, I didn't, it wasn't my choice. And we also didn't finish the movie because it was not good. Someone said um, that it's their attempt at a John Cassavetes movie. Like, this is what people think. Yeah. John, like, actually, yeah, that's true. Huh. Maybe yeah. I should rewatch yeah. it with a a thought of, like, hey, this is but them even the trying poster to. poster looks like John Cassavetes' movie. That's actually really interesting. That kind of makes a lot more sense. Um, but, I mean, Zendaya just looks like a child still to me. And she plays, like, a, a much older man's wife. And it's just kind of strange. But I love the um, guy. I love the guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Denzel Washington's son. I think he's really good. That's Denzel Washington's son? Yeah, John Davy Washington. Yeah, that's his son. Interesting. All right, that's the show. Um, that was a good show. Sorry, I am still not really feeling well. Oh, but oh! Fun sanity. fact, everybody. Um, I'm only saying this because I don't think it will come back to me. But I am fully vaccinated. Isn't that grand? And that's where we end the episode. <laughs>